can see no one jumped on the Zoom bandwagon here. I Can I ruin your joke for a second? I'm actually going to be oh. on a Zoom call on, uh, on Monday, actually, conference call. Because uh, they're starting recreational leagues back up here in Milwaukee. Yeah, my work went to Microsoft Teams. They didn't decide to jump on that Zoom bandwagon. Comedy Sports has been using Zoom uh, to do shows, live shows. So, And uh, we're going to be starting up kids camps, actually, through Zoom, which is going to be either the greatest thing ever or a complete nightmare. So we'll see. I, mean, I was using Zoom before Rona, so, you know, I'm not new to this. I'm true to this. But uh, good luck with those rec leagues, man, when we get that second spike. Hashtag Rona2 Electric Boogaloo. And remember, he said Zoom, not Zoom. We're not talking about that busted-ass other thing that wasn't an iPod, so don't don't oh, worry about it. Hey, you're not that like cool. That you're thing. not that much of a hipster. I knew a lot of people that loved that thing. Did they also love, what was it, the HDCD or whatever the hell that was called? <laughs> And the Sony Mega Drive. Yes, yeah, the Sony Mega Drive. <laughs> you brought up comedy sports uh, via Zoom. What did you think of Saturday Night Live at home? Eh, I mean, I've had fun with them. Uh, I liked, uh, what was that, The Office and uh, Parks and Rec did that uh, too. So, I mean, they're embracing the format. I I approve. All right, we'll get to much, much more with with the one and only violent gentleman there. Let's uh, hey. let's begin the show. Mr. Moderator finally got it right on the music. Good for you. Greetings and salutations, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Pod is War. Pod is War is brought to you by the good folks at Chairshot Radio Network in conjunction with... Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. And use your heads, you shall... Okay, I'm going to keep doing my plug because nobody can hear PC. Use your heads, you shall. We ask of you, we implore you to go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot and pick up your official chair shot t-shirts. 
We've got something for everybody. We've got hashtag journalism, save tag team wrestling, Baron Corbin sucks, Jesus did the job, yada, yada, yada. If you enjoy the fire content that we provide day in and day out here at The Chair Shot, the best way to show your love is by going to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash The Chair Shot because we depend on listeners like you on the PBS side of the game. Anywho, I'm Mr. Velvet Pipes, Christopher Platt. As always, I'm joined by Andrew Snowflake Blast, the Commissioner PC Tunney, who's showing off his brand new shiny microphone that it's, apparently does not work. It works. I just forgot to turn it back <laughs> off after the, the music was going. It's just I'm used. To, I'm not used to having to do that. So you know, I forgot I had it, and uh, I'm like, yeah, well, let's let's use it. I plugged it in the other day, and DP's like, yeah, you sound better. So I don't know if it was possible or not, but. Well, you couldn't sound worse. But ladies and gentlemen, we also have company in the house this week. I would like to introduce friend of the show, long time no see, the fabled one, the violent one. Put your hands together. Show your love for the one, the only, Mr. Aesop Mitchell. Aesop, first and foremost, brother. All right. First and foremost, good to see you, brother. You've got some excellent beardage going on right now. I just had to compliment you on that. Lack of beardage. Very foolish, Manchuish. And now I... Oh, no, no, no. It's more Harley Race-ish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A little Seamus-ish? I I mean, if we want to go that far. Dash Wilder. Sure, why not? You didn't say ish. I'm thinking... Ish. Porn star-ish. We're just going to go right into the 70s. And I feel like uh, actually, you look like a like young uh, um, man. Who is the champ after uh, San Martino? Superstar Billy Graham. <laughs> I mean, minus all the hurtful comments, I'll, I'll think that. <laughs> but I mean, like the bandana. Oh. You're wearing a bandana right now, for the I most am, part, no, and you kind of got. No, 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 no. What are you wearing? That's the Scully, man. Yes, the Scully. Okay, I couldn't. Oh, okay, I couldn't tell with the. I couldn't tell this what that. Like he's got headphones on. Brim. I'm cool. Oh, sorry. I'm way cool. He's next level. Damn. Okay. All right. Yes. Yeah, see, I'm I'm thinking of uh, a uh, Civil War veteran meets extra from Will <laughs> Ferrell. Actually, you kind of look like you kind of have that. Oh, yes, yes, oh yes, Tom Cruise Fourth of July. Thank you. That's where I was going. Oh, I'm gonna mention again that my dad took me to see that movie when I whenever it came out. I was born in '81. I'm a wet and sticky bandit mixed together. Oh, that sounds okay. like a fun Saturday night. Shout out to Home Alone. <laughs> and Home Alone 2, Lost well, in New York. Yeah, baby. I meant the series except for 3 ain't that great. Well, we stopped. No. Hey, hey, 3 is fine. So, 3 is four. Fine. There's a 4. Yeah, I didn't know five. this. I, I'm pretty sure there's a wow. 5 too. Or there was talks of a 5 or a 6. I forget. that. They won't let that die. That should have stopped after 2. 3 was terrible. So, well, Who 3 was, the was okay. Who was the weird dude from uh, uh, 30 Rock from the Sun? Or Three Rocks from the Sun? Whatever the fuck it was called. Which the one, one with John Lithgow. Uh, the one with John Lithgow. I was about to say, John Lithgow's a weird motherfucker, too. So which and, weird uh, dude are we talking was, about? Uh, what was his Talking name? about French Stewart. French Stewart, yes. he's in. He, I saw him in four. I watched it for about six yeah. minutes. And then I yeah, saw, yeah, we're, we're done here. Don't everybody speak at once. I, I mean, I'm working. Do we have to keep talking about crappy movies? Like, can we just not? <laughs> well, fair enough. Before we move on, I do have to tell uh, Mr. Tunney 
I've been um, I've been watching The Boys on uh, Amazon. Prime. So good. You know, I'm not watching it. Oh. Oh, it's so good. Well, I watch Urban. I watch Space Force on Netflix. That's terrible. Oh no, that was excellent. <laughs> did you get through the whole wow. and did you get through the whole season? Boring. You didn't watch did you watch the whole season? Uh no, because I got bored. What what episode did you stop at? Uh about uh forty minutes into uh the the whole series. Uh so, uh, you know what though? <laughs> the same thing happened with uh tiger king man i do not care about that shit at all yes same here man i tried because you know it was what's hot was hot in the streets but yeah i was done after about i made it to maybe half of episode two and i said all these people ain't none of these people worth shit (laughs) at all what am i doing nope couldn't even finish episode one was (laughs) bored well then go ahead talk talk about the boys then go ahead uh, epi- uh, season two can't come soon enough. See, I'm through. Uh, I'm halfway through episode six, so I haven't uh, said it all yet. But I'm gonna be on bandwagon nerds this Sunday because Patrick O'Dowell is out of town. He's vacationing somewhere on a secluded beach on the Hokokan side of the game. So I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be on there. Thunder Basically, Band. these last few weeks, this last uh, week and a half, the chair shot has been uh, plat-centric. I'm all, trying to put my time you over step up. Gentlemen, excuse me. Shut know, up. But I'm, I'm just like, what? I've been over here busting my ass for the last 15 years. He is the least Hulk Hogan side of any kind of game, and you want to put Hulk Hogan, uh, you know, Patrick O'Dowd on that side. What I'm just saying, Hogan understand. sucks. I mean, there, there's a lot of sides to that Hogan side of the game, and none of them are very good lately, so you, you can't really... Well, number one, that was part of the humor. Number two, he's got it in private island. It's a little divisive. It's a little divisive at the moment. So is this show. We are? Well, you are. I speak for the people. (laughs) Let's try a topic. How's that sound? Because I think the same kind of thing is going to happen after we introduce a topic anyway. So how about uh, about we get a commercial in? Because God knows when the next one's going to come. And I'll actually bring us back with a topic. Sounds like a plan. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis. With attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. All right, I don't really have a theme or anything for this, but someone from NXT apparently tested positive for COVID, and it's all over the news. It shut down tapings. Tapings have been put on and off and weights and here and there from everything that I've tried to read all over the interwebs. But it seems like they're just going to find a way to continue on. It was one of the NXT uh, startups that was in the crowd, uh, gentlemen, your thoughts on what's going on down there? I think maybe we start with Aesop here. You, you know, you're in the business. You know what it's like to try and, especially for you, to try and, you know, stay away from this dreaded ailment that people are catching. Uh, what do you think went wrong down there? You think someone just kind of went out and was about too much and not thinking about being inside the bubble for WWE? I mean, I'm not surprised at all. Uh I will give them some credit. It's, it took quite a while to 
have any type of uh, symptom or contraction. Uh, but I mean, look at <laughs> look at the world, man. Uh, especially uh, especially the United States. Uh, they do not take uh, this seriously. And uh, people like myself, you know, who make a living being around other people, uh, you know, it's it's scary. So I'm I'll, I'll give them some credit. They immediately stopped production of all of their uh, tapings and, uh, you know, addressed it, you know, finger quotes uh, in the air. Let's uh, hope that, uh, you know, they kind of expunge it from their area and, you know, make everything a little bit safer. So a couple of things that I've been hearing, just to add a little bit of uh, context to the situation. Uh, number one, yeah, obviously what PC said was true. I heard that they did shut down tapings yesterday on a Tuesday, we're recording this Wednesday evening, and everybody got tested, but then they were right back on it today, as of Wednesday, still doing their recordings. Uh, another interesting tidbit that came out of this, and I don't know if it's true or not, take it with a grain of salt, I don't necessarily, I'm not necessarily surprised by hearing something like this, but that Kevin Dunn was actually ordering people not to wear masks during the tapings, possibly, like they were anti-mask for some weird reason, and I mean they've been playing fast and loose for a while now they've been hella reckless with obviously they put the the, the people there in the crowd but I mean we saw on Monday night the street profits were right there mangling with the crowd and then they had other people I think they were inviting people's family members there they had old ass Ric Flair who's got like a fourth of a colon left a fourth of a piece of colon left they've just been real reckless not to mention Vince McMahon is looking like the goddamn Crypt Keeper and I'm sure he's been there this whole time so I, this was bound to happen. I think it happened sooner. We had heard rumblings about talents such as Dana Brooke and Rey Mysterio and even Bobby Lashley. I, I'm not saying, I'm just saying, I don't think this was the first COVID case that the WWE has come across. I, I want to second that before we before I know Andrew's ready to jump in because, listen, it's a sign of weakness to sneeze in front of Vince McMahon. So maybe these people have all been sick, but they just don't want to lose their job and they're just, you know... <laughs> No. Well, you no, still nothing. can't trick a test okay. because you're stubborn, and apparently everybody's been tested before tapings. What? What? Come on, it's a joke. I go, but come on, <laughs> these jokes are not landing well tonight, or I'm just being an asshole. It's one or the other, so I don't know. Yes, but I was waiting for you to yes. cut in. That's why the I didn't answer say anything. is the answer is yes. I don't know. And you can't really say that WWE has been playing more fast and loose than other people, but doing the same thing when WWE was the last one to kind of come around to it. They've tech, they've sort of had less people in the crowd. I think AEW had a few events where there were actually like 20% or 25% fan bases in there. Cause it seems like there was people seated and not just talent on the sides. So it was bound to happen. Yes. It's also Florida. So you knew it was bound to happen. And I don't. It's it's unfortunate. It's shitty, and the mask thing. I don't know, man. Like that. That seems really, really conspiracy speculative. And not to mention, if you listen to most things, masks do a better job at keeping you from getting other people sick. Because if you cough, it kind of keeps it to yourself. Most diseases, like viruses, are airborne, and the fact that people have to breathe anyway 
it, you're going to get it if it's around. It doesn't matter if you're wearing a mask or if you're wearing a, well, maybe if you have a bubble on, that's different. But the mask is more to protect you if you're already sick so you don't get other people as sick near you. So the mask thing, I think, is a little relevant. But I'm pretty sure on Backlash we saw somebody wearing like a Rey Mysterio mask or a Sin Cara mask or something like that in like one of the corners. So as long as it's not a COVID mask, maybe maybe that's okay. Maybe everybody just has to come up dressed up like, you know, Callisto, Sin Cara, Lince Dorado, Grand Metalik, Juventude. Does he still have a mask somewhere in WWE? Do they Can they break those out? The old Hoovy masks? The juice. Come on, the juice. Juice it. No. So no. So they don't respect one, the juice here. That, so number one, could I you know imagine if Hoovy and Guerrero had teamed God up with Orange it. Cassidy? That'd be great. Oh, the the juice somatic team that we didn't know we needed. They really what would be freshly wrong squeezed. With you? OJ the was their manager. Name is Orange Juice. What are you talking about? What are you doing? That'd be perfect. Doing? It's Orange Juice. That's the name. There are no what other names. Juicy Orange. It's Orange Goddamn Juice. Does not orange juice already have that market I like, cornered? I like they need to think of something else. Orange You'll get Hoobie. them confused with something you drink. Juice. Orange Hoovy. Orange yes. Hoovy juice. Hoovy juice. Orange Hoovy Hoovy juice. juice. Okay, let me try to save this. Number one, I know that AEW did have some National Guardsmen out there in their crowds. And, I mean, from what I've heard, and again, man, it, you know, hashtag journalism. You can pick up the shirt at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. They're actually AEW is doing going through more links to actually test people as opposed to WWE, which is just taking people's temperatures. You know what I mean? They're, they're doing the bare minimum. You know, shout out to Ron DeSantis, but I ain't gonna go there, man. I'm not gonna turn this in a, into a political rant. And number two, is it really that outside the realm of possibility that there was an edict put down that they didn't want to see mask in the crowd? seeing as how they've never said the words COVID-19 or coronavirus on their airwaves. I, I, I don't think that's necessarily outside the realm of possibility. Don't everybody answer at once. I mean, okay, yeah. so how about this for the answer? If wrestling is supposed to be an escape kind of thing and that's what they're doing because when they got the essential kind of label they did it on purpose to help people escape and to be a form of entertainment to help everybody throw it why would you acknowledge it if you're trying to escape from it you know if, if you're playing grand theft auto do you really need like trump notes on like the radio or do you like randomly tuning into like iron maiden or some 80s throwback or something ridiculous that doesn't really tie into america or current events Okay, well, number three, that's idiotic because clearly there's no audience in the goddamn crowd. So are we just not going to acknowledge why we're been do we've been doing this shit in empty arenas for the past three months? And and number four, and then I'm going to pass it off here to Sop, I'm a spit talker. I, I talk when I spit. You should see my 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 mic my, my, uh, my mic guard right here. This shit looks like I'm, I'm not even gonna go to it. But yeah, I'm a spit talker. And if you got a bunch, you don't of, say it. I, I spray it and say it. But I, you know, if you got a bunch of melon farmers in a crowd and they're supposed to be yelling and cheering and being compassionate about these matches, you don't think some people are passing some spittle non-mask. I've been in a situation where a motherfucker was talking, a uh, melon farm was talking to me, and a piece of their spittle hit my bottom lip. Like, these things happen. You can say motherfucker. When you're in close proximity with people, like, these things happen, man. You know, before Sup goes, I just really want a Daffy Duck wearing a melon farmer shirt right now. That should be your thing right there. You know That's what? That's perfect. Do you want to know what Daffy Duck <laughs> sounds like when he has coronavirus? No. He's like, 
What? What? That's Donald. Duck. That's Donald. Yeah. Well, whatever. You get it. <laughs> then Can't it's like get the black. Well, not even a black well, duck is on this show, huh? Hey, at least I went for the right one. I, I wasn't. I wasn't whitewashing your ducks. <laughs> <laughs> there's your. There's your title. Here's the title for the show. I wasn't. <laughs> Go ahead, stop. Please save us from ourselves. Hey man, I know that uh, there are a ton of wrestlers that are trying to, uh, you know, be smart about this. You know, there's one, uh, one main one that we all know and maybe love, but uh, you know, you got Roman Reigns out there who just decided, hey, I ain't even gonna show up. Uh, but if you look up into those uh, those audiences out there, they are. You know, spaced out at a uh, relatively, mm, I don't know, social distanced uh, from each other. And uh, they are trying to uh, show some type of compatibility to the situation. I don't know how true that is backstage, but, uh, you know, that's one reason why you had, you know, something like Mania that had uh, the two separate nights, you know, godsend. Uh, but that was you know, to kind of limit the amount of people around. So they're trying to work with uh, the situation. I don't know how it is now, you know, with everything having some uh, more lax uh, restrictions, but uh, I personally don't want uh, any C-19. So uh, if you could, let's be smart about it, people. Uh, that would be great. Hard to argue with that. If anybody have anything else to add here to this topic, or should we slide on over and talk about some wrestling action? I'm going to say this, man. I don't blame the wrestlers themselves, man, because everybody has to eat. It is what it is. Everybody got to eat. So, yeah, leave leave the wrestlers out of this, man. Uh, I don't know, man. This is some shit, you know. Obviously, it's nothing we've never we've ever experienced. I don't think too many people were around during the Spanish flu or whatever that happened in 1918. So we're all trying to figure this thing out. I just don't have the faith in America. A what can I say? Well, your beard looks like you were here, so you you probably were in some iteration. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, but I mean, uh, going you know, for that Rasputin throwback right there. It needs to get a little longer though. Someone's oh, got to do it. No, I don't have working. it anymore. I know it's you working. shaved it, so you you got that born on the Fourth of July going. We're fucking working with Tom Cruise here. And yes, and I have also the Hebrew slave. Okay, now we've we've uh, all of our beard. We didn't say that. You said that. Come on, that's rude. I was just. How would you say I that? By just... I was establishing all all of our beardish. That's all. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> and uh, how about Tunny? And Tun Tunny's miraculous, wonderful. He's he's got that. Beard. He's got that like. That... 90s, uh, like thin grass cutter look. Just this is called laziness. It's called <laughs> laziness by Tony. It's not quite a five, five o'clock shadow, it's just a little bit of stubble. You look like maybe you're in an indie rock band, like you were really inspired by Weezer once. Yeah, it's like a couple, day, a couple days ago, I took the trimmer to the face and cut it way down, and now it's here. So here we are. They're trying to find a, a new type of grunge band metal. <laughs> I don't think Tony sure myself, to man. pull that one off, though. If, if you could do that with baseball shirts, that would be Tony's thing. Right 
the baseball shirts for bandanas. That, oh, that's fantastic. This has always been my dream to have Aesop on the show and for the three of you to gang up against me. This has oh, always man, been my I, dream. I was going to go the ball fours. I'm just going to go get a beer. <laughs> Full counts? <laughs> Full counts. <laughs> that sounds like a Temptations kind of like Motown group now. <laughs> I can't really imagine Tony doing Motown. Tony doing Motown. Hey, Millie Walkay. Could you imagine though, as they do that, the temptation spin out around like a T, like an old, like a, like a five-year-old batting T thing right there, and that's what they do. It'd be beautiful. I, they I gotta have that working. shiny suit though. They gotta have the shiny suits, and not actual suits, just like baseball suits with rhinestones. I mean, that's no, 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 no. It's dark, so that's pretty face. close. That close <laughs> in the dark. That's gotta be close. <laughs> oh, perfect! Just in time. Our riff is done. Go ahead. <laughs> well, let me turn my mic back up. This time. Off. Oh, wow. Ouch, Kabibbles. I'll be sure to the beat That was you. That I, We're going off of experience. Here. <laughs> <laughs> Are you... Things you should have worked out in pre-production. I'll, I'll, I... I will boo or cheer you inappropriately then, Saturday, sir. Just remember, I'm babyface now. Well, that's what really? I was. that's what I was trying to figure out. Huh? Yeah. It's been a long time since anybody's wrestler around here. Yeah, All right. Well, have you well, have you told your beard that you're babyface now? Lack thereof. Lack thereof. So are you the not so violent gentleman then? If you're going babyface, <laughs> hey, hey, I'm the white whale of wrestling now. Ooh, baby. All right, I'll be booing you and cheering Doc Simmons. Let's move on to the next topic. <laughs> TheChairShot.com Always use your head. Backlash, gentlemen. Uh, the greatest wrestling match ever happened. And Edge is out again for probably a year. Thoughts as we start there <laughs> on the pay-per-view and the WWE scene. Randy Orton's overrated. What? Wow, really? Uh, see, I told you. Alright, you, you start with the big no, shot you're not pissing me off. Continue. You, 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 you've got the spotlight. Go. I'm sorry. Just like he has fallen back on all of his laurels. And uh, I am bored of Randy Orton. Don't get me wrong. I am not taking away from his talent. He is a great wrestler when he wants to be. But you cannot tell me that he is not wash, rinse, repeat. You know exactly what type of move is coming with every Randy Orton match and he does not even attempt to change it up I'm sorry Randy Orton bores me has bored me for uh, at least the last decade uh, his promo work has been phenomenal I'll give him that but his in-ring ability I'm sorry Randy Orton does not even make my top 40 all time boo Okay, so real quick, real quick, real quick. So, okay, what were your thoughts on the match between him and Edge? Obviously, it wasn't the greatest wrestling match ever. I, personally, I would put it up there. I think it's the best match I've seen this year. I'd put it match of the year candidate easily. What were oh, your thoughts? Oh, I don't know about that. I mean, you had uh, you had Styles and Brian last Friday, which was 
definitely a better match. Uh, I'm sorry, did not need uh, all the, poor yeah, commercials. Dude, though. They were poor commercials, there. man. Poor commercials. They were, well, that's it's not their fault. Uh, what you're gonna hold them, them uh, against that? No way. The match was arguably better. Uh, what you're going to see every uh, finisher known to man and kick them out at two? Nope. Bored. Uh, Edge was also selling his ass off. Granted, he had torn, a torn tricep that was, you know, obviously uh, hindering. But uh, I- I'm sorry, that match was was great. It was fun. Not match of the year though. I mean, I, like look at look at uh, some of the matches that you had on that card. Uh, Jeff Hardy and Sheamus was very fun. Uh, I agree. Unexpected in a graveyard. Well, whatever. Uh, I don't know. (laughs) I just just don't. I don't know. I did not buy into it. I I thought the overall show itself was like a C plus. Uh, I mean, you had the uh, what's it called? Like I said, Sheamus and Jeff Hardy, which was great. You had the greatest match ever, greatest wrestling match ever. Everything else, I did not care about. Did you care about that Street Profits Viking Raiders match? Because I saw a lot of That wasn't even a match. (laughs) I saw a lot of people popping for that, and I was like, why? Stop. Stop. They had ninjas. Stop. Ninjas. And a big ninja. Be cool, balls. (laughs) (laughs) Big. And then uh, proceeded to bury said ninja uh, with with old ass Big Show. Go back to your Netflix program, you like lazy asshole. Wow. Well, Ouch. You, you know the you know you know the pay per view was it two nights, sir? You're bringing up Raw and we're talking backlash. We'll get to Raw. I the don't care. <laughs> you this see, is my problem. Okay, so- Aesop is Loki a really big fan of Eric and the fact that she likes Iva, not Eric. <laughs> I think that bothers Aesop too much. That that's what the problem is. He didn't really appreciate the Viking Prophets, you know, rush hour Tokyo Drift, you know, being the best lethal weapon sequel since three right there. He, he didn't like that. He didn't appreciate the cinematography. a turkey leg. Have you ever used the f- stick in a turkey leg, sir? I have to build the fish. Uh, guilty. <laughs> That's it. fish and a turkey leg. Beat somebody with a gefilte fish, you could beat someone with a turkey leg. And if a character ninjas this entire time, why is he not champion? Well, maybe he just got his ninja conundrum, or not conundrum. What's the word I'm looking for? He just got his ninja shit together, okay? <laughs> there now. Were you going for He's concoction? concoction? So, uh, real question is, uh, whose penis are they going to circumcise at some point? What? Oh, that's right. They got a choppy to pee-pee. <laughs> it is Sammy or Takamichi Noku? Is it, no, is it Sami Zayn, Syrian, and Jewish, or am I, am I mixing my things up here? Or No, 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 no. Paul Heyman. Oh, hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> too much. Too, too much. Did I go too far? Did I go too far? I apologize. All right. He, he said he's uh, taking a break from writing to work on his on-screen character. So, 
We're gonna get to that momentarily. That's yeah. called the teeth in the industry, ladies and gentlemen. But you didn't come on, man. Y'all didn't like Lashley and McIntyre, two big horses beating the shit out of each other. Like the wrong guy won, but it was still a entertaining match. No. The finish was so clunky, man. Like the rest of the match was very fun. Uh, but the finish really bogged it down. And then, uh, I, well, never mind. We, sorry, we can't talk about the next day. So uh, let's just talk about how Lana is, again, just the best in the way. Lana has been awful since she lost the accent. But I, y'all, know, y'all know but The accent is. covered it up a little better. You know, she could pull that ru- Russian, like, monster herder type thing and just Rusev, crush. That was fine. That's no, she always- was awful. She was awful when she was wearing those bleached out jeans with uh, Drew, <laughs> not Drew, uh, with Dolph, Dolph Ziggler. So, that was yeah. Oh, wait, that was with Summer Ray. That was that weird <laughs> flip of ballet <laughs> kind of. Yeah. yeah, she looks like yeah, every eighties girlfriend had her in eighties movie. She looks like every every eighties girlfriend in every eighties movie with the stonewashed jeans. But come on, man, y'all know it's WWE, man. They were trying to find a way to get out of that match without losing any steam off Lashley, and clearly they they weren't ready to take the title off of McIntyre. And yes, it was clunky, overlooked. but you know what else? You know what else is clunky? What, 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 what? Relationships, <laughs> Mary. Relationships are clunky. They can be difficult sometimes. Sometimes one partner gets you in the way of the other. Broad strokes, motherfucker, to try to protect it's... this match. Because <laughs> I like backlash. God damn it, sue me. I like the review. MVP's also been on his promo game too. Pop. Yes. Apollo, Apollo and Andrade was probably the second best match to me on that card. And I like I, I agreed with you, Chris, that the Edge and Randy thing is definitely a, a match of the year contender for this year. Was it the greatest? No. It was really nah. See, it was laid out with a good story, and the whole point of the counterpoint to your thing, Sop, with, well, they kicked out of finishers. Everything was a fucking finisher at some point. Unprettiers, angle slams, dramatics, yeah, bottoms, throwbacks. Why? They told a story like a Japanese match, basically. No, they told that story like a goddamn fair no. show. Oh, uh, you so... were going to uh, Saint uh, Saint Jonathan's uh, mm-hmm. Holy Church uh, festival, and you're about to see uh, like Randy Orton, except it's gonna be like Brandy Orton. It's gonna be some <laughs> uh, knockoff shit with straight edge, oh, and it's gonna be gonna go Randy Osborne. Brandy ex- Osborne. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> that. <laughs> is what that shit is. The, those are yeah. the types of matches that do all type of finishers is because you're trying to pop some crowd as they're just randomly walking by. Be like, oh, I remember Stone Cold. That is what is those those matches are for. You don't do that on a goddamn pay-per-view. Garbage. So, but so when you, every you, signature and finish tied into a former match, a former friend, a former cohort, a former angle... It played into the story, like when Randy started the uh, the Eddie Guerrero Three Amigos, and then Edge stopped him, or the the pedigree from Triple H, and then he got a kill switch on Pretty or whatever fuck you want to call from Edge. Edge started using his old shit, and you saw from the beginning that Orton was fucking with him, tripping him up, and just acting like he was a we joke. We saw from the beginning wrestling. when they had Howard Finkel introduce them. What is oh, that? They, I think they did that kind of as an homage. They thought What's it was cute, and it wasn't that? a bad it, thing. It, it, no, no. And, and this is the thing, man. 
by 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 marketing this match as the greatest wrestling match of all time, they were literally and clearly trolling yes. people they like took like the you know our, like our beginning and it was like, wonderful. Like our friend Team Wolf Two over here, they were clearly trolling people like y'all, and y'all bought into it hook, line, and sinker. Oh, and that's what was Team Wolf Two in the blue? Uh, Baby Nate. Raptor. No, Baby Nate. No, what happened on Teen Wolf Two? Because Teen Wolf was Michael J. Fox in the basketball, right? And Teen Wolf Two was Jason Bateman in the basketball, I believe. Boxing. <laughs> oh, boxing. Yeah, boxing. Yeah, yeah. Boxing. Oh, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. But it was Jason Bateman. Yes. Yep, there we go. Michael Fox better. <laughs> but Fox, no, I think overall... it was forty at the time for the second one too. So that doesn't really help for Teen Wolf. No, but I enjoyed this show, man, up and down the card. I liked Apollo. I like Sheamus and, and Jeff Hardy. Hell, I even like Big Fine, a.k.a. Nia Jax versus Asuka. I thought that was a really good match. I did. It was a fun match for what it was, man. She needs to get off television. That's what yes, I think. Permanently. Uh, I want her Big Fine ass off television, man. Okay, we could put her big fun ass on other things. Like she could like pimp clothes or do something else or do other entertainment things. Get her a Netflix show. Let's keep her out of the fucking ring. <laughs> Night at night is fucking awful. <laughs> she is garbage. She is bad. I even, I even like the uh, the triple threat tag team match because it wasn't yeah, that was the fun. women's. That was yeah. good. Yes. And it wasn't necessarily it about the, the wrestling, fast, but it was good. Well, it wasn't necessarily about the wrestling per se. It was more about enhancing and, and furthering the storyline between the inevitable breakup the between. With it was they tried to make it about the wrestling, where you saw all of the they tried to come in with the the counter roll ups and this and pop back for a super kick or they they tried to transition really quick into certain moves and somebody was usually off by a minute. It was really obvious when like Peyton Royce did the the leg clutch back bridge. Yeah. And man, Alexa Bliss was a plus. Don't do Peyton it. Peyton Royce is at the top of our game. Let me just tell don't you. Don't do that. Don't, no, no, don't, no, do that. Don't do that. This what I say. This what I say. Don't do that because they, the the, the iconics, they heard, they heard all y'all backlash and how all y'all tried to say that they didn't wrestle and they went away for a little bit and they got better. Goddammit! So you got to give those women their props, man. Hey, hey, Peyton Royce has always been a decent wrestler. Uh, Billy Kay is the one that uh, stepped up her game. She still. They stepped it work, up. But, they man. had the elimination chamber match. What was it last year or whatever? Before they went on their weird hiatus in Australia, all of them did pretty well. So it's not like I've really been dogging on the Iconics when it comes to the work, but they just worked too damn fast in that match. It was kind of cool. It was kind of neat for what they were doing, but when they missed, it was obvious. I'm just saying, man. I'm not saying it's Ray Stevens and Nick fucking Bachwinkle. I'm just saying, these lady went away for a minute, and they clearly stepped up their games, and they deserve credit for that. That's yeah, all. Maybe Nia can do that for a bit. She did go oh, for like go. a year, and it didn't help. Yeah, well, she didn't step up her game at all. <laughs> there will be no wearing big... that, Still wearing that atrocious there ring attire. That is there true. Will no, there will not be any big fine slander on these airwaves, gentlemen. Man, it sounds like there's been a decent bit for at least ten minutes. You you have yeah. not been policing that well, buddy. <laughs> also, there are a lot of breakup stories uh, running in the WWE at this point. I don't know what that's about, but I'm kind of over that, too. Well, the next breakup story I'm expecting is uh, Mandy and Otis, kayfabe-wise. 
But in real life, but they're in... forever. Yes, forever. <laughs> well, no, that they, that next story is still going to be uh, Lashley and Lana, man. They just uh, asked for a divorce. Well, yeah. I mean, oh. I think they're going to release Lana, in my opinion. Bye. Why? Why would they release Lana? They clearly, there's money in her somewhere. I, please don't make me yeah. get in trouble yeah, and just tell you why. you know money in her. It's really, really obvious. I'd rather not explain to you, this to you on the air. Ask me after we're done in an hour and 45 minutes or 50 minutes from now. Probably. Sorry, folks. Tune in to the marathon edition of Pod is War. Special guest. <laughs> Sorry, I do this every time I'm on. No, it's not you. Trust me, it's not <laughs> you. <laughs> no, no, no. Let's make Aesop feel like it's just him. No, no, no. All right, before we get to tomorrow, as you would say here in talking about Backlash, let's talk about someone who, I don't know, in some weird kind of way is... All right, in some form, way, shape of capacity, Paul Heyman is not doing what he used to do. Your thoughts, gentlemen? Because I guarantee you, whatever they, whatever happens when he's back around and Brock Lesnar is around, he'll have the same pull he did on storylines as he did before. That's just I'm, that's just my humble opinion over here as uh, keep, Mr. PC Tony. Decommission let's man. keep it a buck. Let uh, I apologize, Tony. I kept cutting you off, man. But let's keep it a buck and a half, man. As soon as we found out Shareshot.com. Always use your head. Sorry, felt good. Been a while. Touche, motherfucker. <laughs> but I mean <laughs> But I mean let's let's keep it a buck and a half. Ever since that position for Paul Heyman was announced, we all knew he was on the clock. Everybody's on the clock when it comes to Vince. It was only a matter of time. And look, I, I some of the things he was trying to do, I see. He was trying to push some new stars. He's trying to create some new stars. That shit takes time. And obviously, he only had so much say. It's not like he had 100% autonomy. But you could clearly see Paul Heyman's blueprints on Raw. And I felt like Raw was better off with Paul. They actually had some congruent storylines that made sense now were they all great storylines no but they made sense and they you know they progressed from week in and week out and you know one of the things that I heard and this kind of sounds like some Melter bullshit but he was trying to say that Vince was worried because he didn't realize he didn't think that the people that Paul was trying to push were getting over which again that sounds like some Melter bullshit because how do you know if anybody's getting over right now and you don't have a live studio audience to perform in front of so that doesn't make sense and, if, and, and that might have been Vince right now. I don't know. But the fact of the matter is, this was inevitable. We know that. The The bottom line is, the one person that they need to fire is the person that can never get fired. Because everybody ends up getting fired from Vince, and then they'll come back at some point in time. Plus, we all know the McMahons don't necessarily get along with Paul Heyman as, either. Now, they've put Uncle Bruce in charge of both shows, and they've consolidated the writing teams, which is making some people think that they're going to end the uh, brand split, which that was probably inevitable as well. I like Uncle Bruce. I think he's a hell of a storyteller, and he's a charming melon farmer, but he's also a vent shield. And we've heard stories. We've heard stories coming out of his stints with MLW as well as his last stint with, I don't know if it was TNA at that time. I think that was around the time that 
Jeff Jarrett was back there, so it might have even been Global Force. I don't know. But we've heard stories. He just doesn't connect with the younger talent. He's a little uh, outdated, which we could say the same thing about Vince McMahon. So I will give them props because they put on a damn fine show on Monday. I was I was very excited about the show. It was Black AF, which is something that I enjoyed. They brought the ninjas back, which was also something I that I enjoyed, and I thought it was a good three hours of television. But overall... Who knows, man? But it was only a matter of time before Heyman got to boot. I mean, just be prepared to see 2012 Impact Wrestling for the next couple months uh, because that's how Bruce Prichard has always written. And uh, if that's going to be the case where he is the uh, head of all of this, that's probably what you're going to see. And lo and behold, look at the first episode of Raw. Pretty ridiculous, if you ask me. So I, I think that's just going to be a regular thing going forward. Whether or not it's good or bad remains to be seen. I mean, what do it's you a have good thing that they have most of 2012's uh, roster then from TNA. <laughs> what do you have against ninjas? What What is y'all problem? What What do y'all have against ninjas? Did y'all not grow up watching kung fu movies? I love Three Ninjas. Ooh, High Noon at Mega Mountain. Okay, we don't Jim Varney. Oh, that one. What, okay, no, no, Jim Varney and Hulk Hogan. Okay. Varney Varney was Varney was good in that. But you know, Both you know Rocky love Rocky loves Emily? You didn't think Rocky loved enemy Chris? Come on. Emily. Delete. Oh, Delete. Yeah. You Thank were a Tum Tum fan, weren't you? Delete. Hell no, I was cold, baby. Oh, you were cold all the way? There you go. <laughs> Alright. Asked cool? and answered. Asked and answered. Wow. No? So what, what What did you want us to say? Last Dragon? We need some Bruce Leroy? Ending Does that make you better? That's better, but... What about Double Dragon, Dragon, the movie? Oh, Double Dragon. How about the video yeah. game? Even better. No, no, we're but... talking about movies here. Oh, how about the restaurant on uh, Highway 100 National? Double Dragon. No, stop it. That's what a real thing, Big right, Stop? That's a real thing. Big Trouble Little China's good, too. Oh, that's a great movie. Kurt Russell. Okay, that's. Bad. I thought we were talking that's... about bad, bad action movies. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of the theme well, that y'all were working on. And, and... It kind of it depends on who you ask. You know, that's that's that niche kind of thing where sometimes it's so bad it kind of crossed over to oh, this is charming. But Kurt Russell you, you wasn't know, even the main character. It's funny though because Big Trouble in Little China and The Golden Child came out. Damn near simultaneously. Oh, you know, Golden, Golden, Child. Golden Child was excellent. He swore a lot in that movie, I think. Can I have the knife? <laughs> Seen that one in the movie theater too. I love when he's jumping I across wasn't the rocks. Born yet. Oh. How do you like that? Yes, you are a youngster. Yes, I am. We know you're like thirteen. We know you're thirteen with a six-year-old beard. Yeah. Body. <laughs> 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 I think you're. I think you're way bigger than Marco Stunt, so let's not even go there. I mean, most well, people. So are. I think Alexa is bigger than Marco Stunt. So <laughs> are a beaver. True. Nothing. No. Nothing. Nobody's gonna laugh. No, not really. <laughs> 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 this is why you bring me on. <laughs> <laughs> for the pity chuckle right there. <laughs> Amoeba is great. Smart scopic organisms. <laughs> Smart science talk. 
All right, ge gentlemen, I gave you this gem uh, pre-show just to test some audio, but now we'll use it to transition into our final main roster topic here. So does rule. Yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah, they do, and Christian is back. Yeah, he is. Uh, is there any chance that he's actually going to have a match, or this totally looked like something he could easily do without putting himself in danger, considering he's trusting Randy Orton to do it? I mean, why wouldn't you trust Randy Orton? Like, boring or not, as Sop said, everybody that works with him tends to put him over for being safe. Him or Tate. Sometimes the boredom comes over from him being too safe. Like, most of us have heard that story with Seth Rollins having to basically goad him into doing the pop-up uh, curb stomp uh, RKO spot because Randy wasn't 100% on board. It would have worked perfectly. But if you have an injury, if you have any kind of questions... Randy's probably the best guy to wrestle. Uh, I mean, I think they're going to have to. If Edge is going to be out for a, an extended period of time, uh, Christian's going to have to step up uh, to further that story a little bit because uh, they're clearly not done with it. Uh, I think Edge wants to wrestle again. Obviously, if Christian is cleared, he wants to wrestle. Otherwise, he wouldn't have shown up yesterday. Uh, I will say that... I wasn't super keen on the way that they portrayed the match. Uh, I, I agree that Orton needed to win, don't get me wrong, but uh, it felt semi-squashy uh, altogether, and I, I was hoping for a little bit more competition, especially where it was in the show and uh, with a decent promo to begin. I think the, the flare in, like interference helped with that, though. Like It helped to soften the squashy kind of blow because... If you like you said, Orton was probably going to win that anyway. The fact that Flair did what he did and it made it easier to just kind of roll him over and finish the match, it protected him in a way. Where it, it's not like he looked bad because he did just get kicked in the head and punched in the balls. Like mo most people in reality are down for a while if you get punched in the balls and kicked in the head. So hmm. it, it's it's not it's not beyond a you know a logical step and maybe we'll see something at extreme rules because then you can do you know something to even the odds if he's still not cleared you could do it like another no holds barred unsanctioned you know fight at a bar kind of match or so some shit like that that still works for the pay-per-view because they, they love their cinematic shit and that's another way to protect christian if he is you know not a hundred percent but good enough to maybe bump a little bit so two questions i want to ask both of you gentlemen is number one is there some sort of debilitating injury that Christian suffered that caused him to retire that I'm not hip to? Like, I, I, you know, that's a legitimate question. I don't know. And number two, is Edge going to come back? I mean, he, he suffered a torn tricep in that match, which if you know anything about certain, there's certain injuries that align with certain uh, lifestyles, we'll say. I, I don't want to incriminate anybody, and I'm not saying, I'm just saying. But the fact that he, t he tore a tricep in that match kind of lets us know why his 46-year-old abs looked the way they looked. So do you think that there is a possibility where he just says, all right, we're done here and just packs it in and goes home to be a father? I don't think so, personally, because if he did all of this for nine and a half years or whatever just to come back, you think he's going to let four to eight months or whatever stop him from coming back again? Like, there's not going to be much of a difference between 47-year-old Edge and 48-year-old Edge or however the fuck old he is. So I think it'll be fine. 
people will still pop for him if he comes back, say, Royal Rumble or Mania time for a match with Orton or Triple H or whomever. And I, I think it's it's fine. I think he'll still come back. And I just checked it real quick. It looks like Christian retired because of concussions and, like, subsequent injuries because of everything. So... I guess technically he could be cleared because it's been a while, so he'll probably clear concussion protocol, but that's more on him and how he feels because, shit, most of us grew up with 90s football when Steve Young got concussed, like, every first down, and he still played the whole fucking game, you know, with his head spinning around, so... Bro, they didn't even call the concussions. They but, said you got your goddamn bell rung. I know, that, that, that's my point. Then you'd go As back they out take there. a chair yeah. shot to the head. So yeah. that, that, that's, that's my point, though, so... He could probably come back, but that's just more on him because I don't think anybody's going to tell him not to when he hasn't wrestled in, what, five, six years? But uh, how does he feel about it? Well, uh, I will say that I know wrestlers that have torn their triceps and uh, proceeded to continue to wrestle for the next six months. Uh, so it's possible. It's not like it's not uh, something they can't uh, they can't participate in. Uh, also, there is a magical thing called tag matches in which, uh, especially when you have the same guy, I thought you were going to say marijuana because that might change your mindset too. <laughs> but, but when you have uh, an established tag team uh, that can easily cover for each other, you know, Edge and Christian, uh, and if they're going to be bringing in Flair, probably Triple H, or maybe starting up some weird uh, secondary, uh, what's it called? Um, the fuck is that group? No, no, we're not. You don't think yeah, it's no. no. some shit no. like that? Yeah, hey, why, why the hell Charlotte not? Look, again, if you got all that old ass writing team, uh, that's probably something that could happen. Uh, and you know how much WWE loves nostalgia. So look how many times they've already brought it back before. So I have to ask you this, man, as a gentleman in the industry, my assertions or assumptions that I made about how Edge possibly could have received this tricep injury, am, 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 am I just speaking out of school here or am I on to something? And before I, before you answer, let me just say that the thoughts and opinions of Christopher Platt do not necessarily represent those of Pod is War or The Chair Shot. Dot com. Were you elaborating on that more or no? I, think I, I thought I was pretty elaborate about what the here abs we go. It's going to happen. Everything. I've been waiting all episode. Let's, you you, you just got to read between the lines sometimes when I he think doesn't he want to come right out and be a dick, but up. he just kind of wants to uh, elude. Because, you know, Chris loves to work in illusions sometimes. I think he's well, trying I mean, to you piss could, you off, you could, see, you could see the bruise on Edge's right arm. I mean, it, it was pretty evident when he did it. Uh, so, it, 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 like... It happens. I don't know. Uh, I, I can't say anything further. It's whether or not how how much WWE wants to go, how much Edge wants to go, and, uh, you know, yeah, that's all I know. Well, triceps and quads, those injuries are associated with certain, uh, we'll say, lifestyle choices, which I'm not the moral police. You know, A-Wire made half a billy. 
So I'm not the moral police on this this subject. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. I'm just speaking. Well, and it's fairly widely known that that people that aren't full time don't get tested. So that that lends credence a little more to your theory. And those forty six year old abs look nothing like forty six year old abs I've ever seen. And I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Hey Platt, did you watch Long Gone Summer on Sunday? I have not yet. Speaking of, oh. uh, just yeah, a, I didn't know. I thought maybe that was. I thought maybe there was some synergy there. There was a lot of synergy there, man. But all I could think about is Sammy Sosa looking like a goddamn bottle of Pepto Bismol now. Uh, that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> he looked like uh, he looked like the Wayans brothers and white chicks now. That's what he looks like. <laughs> I heard it was boring, but. I didn't watch it, so I can't really make a, uh, any sort of stuff. You want to know why it was, it, it was boring, unless you're a super baseball fan, in which I think you are in previous talks we've had, so you'll enjoy it. But yeah. it's boring in the fact that Mark McGuire is boring. He's not an exciting guy. He is a boring Sammy guy. Sammy Sosa's pretty boring, too, though. No, Sammy Sosa's a lot. Sammy Sosa's the only reason that that whole thing was kind of entertaining, to be honest with you, if, especially if you know the whole story. McGuire is boring as fuck. He's the same thing. He would sit in the corner. Conseco would pick up the chicks the same way Favre would sit in the corner and Mark Chimura would pick up the chicks. Boring guys. Mark Mark Chimura, you know, supposedly tried to pick up the chicks in a different manner. Well, there's all sorts of talks on that too, as well. Yes, yeah. What was that? That's on the um, on the Jamie Sharper side of the game. On the Darren Sharper wow. side of the game, Darren Sharper, I beg your pardon. Uh, yeah, like yeah, if you yeah, belie- yeah. if you want to believe certain stories, it's pretty damn close. Not quite though. Uh, so maybe some would. Yeah, exactly. So oh, almost as bad on the Jerry Lawler side of the game. There allegedly, you go. on there the Bill Cosby side of the oh, game. Oh boy. Well, no, not. <laughs> yeah, one was that was no. Sharper. Well, uh, yeah. Yeah, we're just gonna move yeah. on to the next okay. topic now. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, I think that's best. Air shot, always use your head. Oh, there you go. Oh, great. Yeah, thanks for that. All right, well, then let's get a better it, it, promo it instead fully, of that. Unless it hasn't oh, fully developed yet. Yeah. Wow. Save us, Alfred. Save us. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Sierra Hotel, India, Echo, Lima, Delta, Shield. Hey folks, listen up, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Pins, stickers, illustrations. Angrylemonade.net. This is my yard now. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Oh, I guess we'll do this now. Breaking news from the world of professional wrestling. Over 20-plus superstars were released from their contracts amidst the ongoing global pandemic. Their fate currently remains unknown. We will be closely monitoring the situation, and we wish them all the best in their future endeavors. Future endeavors. Future 
I'm not as much in my usual stern defiance of said wrestling company. I was too lazy to pull their newest promo, but you all get the gist. It's happening, and there's going to be some intrigue because who's going to jump ship and, and, and not jump ship, but free agents are out there. Who's going to show up? Who's going to make an impact, Andrew? Well, okay. So since I'm the one that, I guess, watches it more consistently on the show. You really, he set you up perfectly for a, a I know. mom joke. I know, and you but I'm not going to. I didn't want at to. With, no. with all due respect to what? PC Tunney's mom. No Why? disrespect, whatever. Why you but it was set up perfectly on, on a T. Why don't we get fuck? off of mom's? I Did just got off of yours. Say that again. I, yes, you say it again. Bring it up. Why don't we get off of mom's? I just got off of yours. Hey. <laughs> she needs some action, man. Yeah, uh, she needs some action, man. She ain't had no dick in like 15 years. So thank you, Tunney. You're a goddamn humanitarian. <laughs> I, li- I like how you're just in full support of it. Just like, my mom's needs dick. <laughs> just like, you don't normally hear people talk about that. So that that's good on you right there. I'm <laughs> Ah oh, man, we can have honest conversations. <laughs> Fair play. So, all right, just to to cut a couple couple uh, hints they were given at after Moose's TNA Heavyweight Championship match, because yes, they sort of revived it, sort of not. It's been fun to fill the time since Tessa's stuck in Mexico with the actual Impact title. Um, they played EC3's old TNA theme song, so that's fun. Trouble, 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 trouble. See, look, Aesop knows. And um, Johnny Swinger decided to give someone a call that he knew from back in the day and asked if they were done with Junior and talked about some kind of 90-day thing and said, you know, he's he's kind of an outcast, but it's a good plan B, and he's the perfect person that we could have for our sixth. So that's kind of heavy-handed on a hint for Curtis Axel, whatever the hell he ends up going by. And... The show, the uh, commercial that you were referencing to, where they mentioned it's going to be a world champion now. As we heard in the the original one, they start with like a shot glass, like the guy's watching the the thing at the bar, and then at the very end, that one shot glass turns to three, and then it cuts to black. So that could be another EC3 reference. That could be God knows what, because I think they showed uh, Bully Ray on some of the fast clips of possible talent that was out there. And I honestly was not sure what his status with ROH was and love him or hate him. His singles run in Impact was actually really fucking good. Like, the Aces and Eights thing, as much as you may or may not have liked it, like, what Bully Ray that came out of that, that that was pretty fucking cool. Well, I mean, the ace and his innate thing, is it played itself out. When it first came on, it was cool, kind of like the NWO. But they played themselves out because they didn't know how to get out of it. But, yeah, Bully Ray's run in TNA was phenomenal. I wish he would have got that same type of love in WWE because it was it was well played. That being said, I'm starting to get the feeling that they're teasing all of these guys and it's going to be somebody out of left field. Now, it's wrestling, so probably not, but... uh. It'll just be Enzo. I, <laughs> I was thinking uh, El Patron. I don't know if that name, if we can talk oh, about that name. I don't name know. Or... I think he's in some serious trouble, to be honest with you. Well, that, and I don't really think they're happy with him after the way he burned them when they did the Lucha Underground crossover. Did, did y'all hear about Hyde today? 
Yes, Danny Speaking Master is kind of kind of being a pedo rapey person. Why came, are we on pedophile rapey? No, but and that came up <laughs> and that came up a few years ago, and I think that's why he got dropped from the Netflix series The Range. Ranch. The Ranch. Yes, thank you. Range. Yeah, that was a good movie that's though. The Range is a good movie with uh, Robert Duvall and Kevin Costner. And I I had also that, heard that's that open that. range. That's open range, Tony. Right. Exactly. The range is, yeah. is where I go before I hit the course. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which, that I, was a good movie, too, BT Dub. And I'm not a big cowboy guy, but that was I a good just, movie. I was just waiting to see how we navigate out of this skit. Uh, Sop, talk about wrestling or something. Help us out here. Oh, I, I know <laughs> that they were uh, also uh, linked to Anderson and Gallows, too, which is true. He, definitely someone that they could probably sneak up and you know, give a meaningful run to because Lord knows they didn't get jack squat. All right, let's do this. Let's go around the horn real quick. Your top three uh, biggest gets and the percentage of each of them showing up. And I'll let Andrew go first because I know he's thought about this a lot and go around the horn. Biggest gets would probably be, you know, I mean, out of out of free agency or just in general that we haven't seen in a while. What what's where's your hypothetical? They're they're available options. They're realistic. They're biggest three realistic options, and the percentages you see them. So EC three is probably we'll say seventy five percent, and Impact fans seem to love him. Even though when he got hired to NXT, we know on the show that I said he was the main guy at their worst time. So what the hell does that really say about him? And they treated him like the main guy of a company that did fuck all. So that that that's enough. But Impact the fans, he's you know he's got a place in their heart. Um, I would love to see probably the biggest out there wild card would be Chris Sabin coming back because he is a former world champion Saban's awesome and I think there was some tweet somewhere where Saban was talking about maybe getting back in the ring and we know Alex Shelley's unretired retired back retired broke his neck came back retired unretired like 18 times so we could see some motor seating machine guns again but at least Chris Saban and yeah what Aesop said with the guns and gallows because I saw that too, that they were going to maybe half impact, half new Japan or something like that. And that could also maybe help to repair, you know, some of the uh, bad blood between old TNA and new Japan. That's still very much there. So <laughs> we'll, we'll see, but yeah, that, that's probably my, my three EC three, Saban and guns and gallows. Next up, who wants to jump in? Uh, EC3 to me is like a 90%. I think that's almost a foregone conclusion that he comes back. Uh, I think Bully Ray is also highly likely. I don't know his status with ROH either, but as last I heard, they were still pretty good. But I could, you know, easily see them just loaning him out for a show or whatever mm-hmm. and that turning into something. Uh, I. I, I really do feel like Gallows and Anderson just make a lot of sense uh, in that company. They don't really fit the AEW mold. They don't fit the Ring of Honor mold. Uh, Impact, that that is their style of wrestling. And, you know, if they want to attempt to bridge uh, that, that gap with New Japan again, obviously that's pretty smart. No, that's a good so, point. So, 
So I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm gonna agree with Sop here. EC3, yeah, that's ninety percent. I was gonna say eighty-five, but when he threw out ninety, yeah, that's a Dundee because that's when he had his best run in the business. I'm a little higher on him than Balls is because I saw him at an indie show, so I saw that he did have some presence and some gravitas, and that means something. Plus, he has a look. Anderson and Gallows, I'm gonna go thirty-five percent on them because. I know one of them lives here in Atlanta, and Jacksonville is a five-and-a-half-hour drive from Atlanta and a much shorter flight, which is where AEW's headquarters is based at. So I could see them going there and making somewhat of an impact, pun intended, because, you know, they try to pump up their tag team division as the best in the industry. So I I don't know if... Obviously... They got it. Talking about impact. Talking about they they got the paper, but I don't know if they're gonna spend it on those guys. So I could see them popping up in AEW. Third guy, I'm gonna throw a little swerve out there because there's also been some rumblings that Vince Russo has something to do with impact. Like he's kind of he's 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 boxing with him a little bit. And what's a better Russo swerve? Yeah, what's a better Russo type swerve than to tease all these WWE guys coming in? And then David the Arquette, guy that debuts, David Arquette, shut up! Come on, that'd be awesome. No, it wouldn't. I'll be I, there good. for you. You're gonna see Jeff Jarrett just to get him more gravitas on why he's the best worker. Tito Ortiz, baby, bring him back. You're all wrong. King Mo, King Mo. Ugh. You're all wrong. You want to keep guessing? No. D'Angelo Williams. Elix Skipper. Actually, I was going to say Mr. T. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I love my mama on Mother's Day. I love my mama on Father's Day. I love my mama on Labor Day. I don't know his status with NWA right now, but Cowboy James Storm has a long shot. Former world champion. That is, but that's also that's a shot because he's still the tag champs with Eli Drake, who's also a former world champion. And you know, we we did kind of see tonight because I don't I don't think we're talking about it. I forget what number we're on. It's been drinking. And we've been talking a bit, but we saw you know, uh, pretty Ricky Starks, Stroke Daddy, whatever you want to call him kind of debut in AEW because he's no longer Mm -hmm. with NWA so Mm -hmm. I don't know what those NWA contracts looked like before I don't know what they look like now after three months of doing fuck all basically aside from a couple you know variety show type things Carnyland for like the last month so that's a point we might we might see some James Storm but that would be a big lot fuck we might even okay it's doubtful because he's the NWA champion but that would be a hell of a crossover if it's Magnus because Magnus is also a former TNA champion and that's the only reason I brought it up because we did talk about Ricky Starks making his AEW debut prior to recording and yeah I didn't know I you know as far as I knew he was still the NWA TV champion and you corrected me obviously but yeah he was a guy that we last saw in NWA so yeah we don't know how those contracts work especially since there is no work right now so I'm not saying I'm just saying man I'm just throwing it out there trying to you know maybe I'm just being a uh, uh, contrarian for the sake of being contrary I don't know no but that's fun because we've seen that at least because of Magnus's and Marty Skrull's history Magnus and NWA are willing to work with ROH so what's to say that they might not work with Impact because you know Corrigan's issues were with Xie Carter and that regime and this is a totally different regime 
So we we could see a little more NWA work with all of the little, or not little, but but smaller non WWE non now AEW kind of companies to kind of almost bring back like an old NWA umbrella territorial kind of group group hug kind of let's let's try to work together to beat the big guys. Well, I know that NWA and uh, ROH are very buddy buddy, like to the point where it's like almost an ex- mutually exclusive type deal. Uh, so I don't know about that. I would think that if they are gone uh, and showing up at, uh, you know, other promotions that they are gone from NWA okay. slash, uh, you know, ring of honor uh, options, you know? So that, that's what I have heard. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's through my uh, conversations with people that I know. Uh, you know that work with them, but um, makes that's sense. just what I know. Makes sense to me. Um, I I I smell what you're stepping in. It, doesn't it make more sense for that combination to be working with New Japan as opposed to Impact? And then, am I missing something, or is Rusev not available and going to be somewhere at some point, or is that not an Impact thing? World champion, though. I would. What world champion did he win? I mean. He wasn't. Exactly. That's, what that, that's, that's Chris's point. Is that at least we know the one person debut or coming back, whatever, used to be a world champion for the company. Well, and, well that's, that's why EC3 is almost a, a yes. I mean, well, it, I agree. That would but be dope I, if they got three. Uh, if they if they're doing the three thing, uh, bring back three world champions, kind of get some some hype going on. Or it could the if if obviously it's not going to happen because his best friend is Triple H and the other one's currently the twenty four seven forty eight eleven you know i ninety five South you know European television champion. But we could see the three live crew come back. That would have been nice. Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> I figured only you would know who the fuck that was, Sop. So. Well, hey, I mean, like, yeah, mostly for you. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, all of them are with WWE right now. Who am I missing? No, no, Except Billy for Gunn, Eddie Gunn, King. Guns and uh, uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Billy oh, no, Gunn, no, Road Dog, and Art Truth. Three yeah. Live Crew was Conan. Uh, Billy Gunn and uh, no. Uh, no, Conan, uh, Road, Road, Road Dog, Dog, and Art Truth. Art Truth and Conan was Three Live Crew. VK Voodoo Kin Mafia was, oh, yeah, that was Billy Gunn Ooh. and Road Dog. Well, I, I love Conan, friend of the show, my very good personal friend, but he can't even walk. He's not wrestling. Billy Gunn, they he's come back. doing his AEW thing. And they truth, come back. You know that, w- right? WWE's not taking truth back. Or is not losing truth, rather. He's, no, he's I mean, with the way they, they were building him up towards that, uh, you know, possibly joining up with the MVP stable, it looked like the other day, if you ask me. But that's just what I and I mean, world champion. Billy Gunn wasn't a world champion, sir. Thank God. Yeah, they tried. At least Billy they Gunn tried. got the look. He's got a better look than a lot of other people. That's what sucks about AEW, because he's like two feet taller than all of their roster. <laughs> I know. That match today was fucking sad in a way, because you're just like, oh, he looks like a wrestler. He's towering over him. That's fantastic. He made Wardlow look like a normal-sized motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, anything else before we move on here? 
kingpins you got something there highlighted yeah, shirt man. i'm sorry i've like, i've been working insights <laughs> i've been trying to... to be a big tna fan no know, that's not so... true not at all not at all <laughs> kevin nash Broken and jay lethal were kind of funny for a couple times that's about it yo who on this podcast is not a big tna fan come on now i'm not mother i'm not really? a big team you know what i'm not surprised he... hearing that statement we're, well, we're we're just we're just I'm going wrestling like, wise. Hanging today. I know what you were putting down. I meant wrestling. Yeah, well, I was it. trying to shit on it. Beginning, yeah. yes. like, so at least seventy five percent of us knew where the apples were. Uh, the beautiful people oh, Once for again, the first, like two years of impact. <laughs> I always think you guys are smarter than you are, and you forget every time who edits this podcast. Let's go on to the next topic. Our final topic today is our very special guest and our very good friend, uh, a former co-host, fill-in co-host, uh, DWI podcast forever, Aesop's K-Fables, if you will. Uh, it's great to have you back, my brother. I can't wait to see you this weekend as wrestling for Ooh. real returns and we can show up and see what's going down. Um, what the hell have you been up to? Uh you, you you briefly mentioned the sports comedy thing. Uh, how's life been, and how anxious are you to get back to wrestling? And uh, did you shave your armpits? Because when you put your arms up, I I didn't see a whole lot of hair under there. You, you, you shave, shave your, your pits. You well, shave your pits. Let, let me let me ask you this: if for I headlocks, put you in a headlock. Yeah. You, want, you want me to be? You want a, a nice face full of armpit hair? For the it's second time, courtesy. for the second time on this podcast, touche, motherfucker. Please yeah. continue. <laughs> exactly. We're getting there, Common folks. Courtesy. It's coming. I ain't through. the nasty boys, uh, but uh, I am. Uh, I, I'm definitely like excited to get back into wrestling. Um, I'm a little bit concerned. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I got into uh, a car accident, so I have like a, a pretty pretty uh tight back still that i've been trying to work out the kinks for so i'm, I'm hoping that that don't lead me uh asunder because that would suck uh, first but... of all great great use of asunder uh secondly and most importantly you you have to tell us what happened with the uh, car accident mm-hmm. oh you want to hear this nightmarish story oh uh, never mind uh, never mind no I'm just, yes it, yes we want to hear it it is it's probably yeah. like the biggest do you miracle have, of my life that I'm alive. So, do, do you have the Aesop Fables music, Tony, that we can kind of lead this in with, or no? As no, usual, Platt does an excellent job of burying me. Aesop, why don't you tell us how you got into that accident? Uh, well, I was doing some filler work. That's uh, Dan has that shit, Platt, motherfucker. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to scare you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Please tell uh, us, Aesop, about this horrific car accident that you got yeah. into as us three assholes are just talking shit and burying in each other. <laughs> well, I, I've been out of work for about three months uh, in all my jobs. So I was filling in uh, some filler work at a uh, factory doing uh, some production stuff. Uh, it was like 90-something degrees outside. And so, you know, that shit was hot. Um, but during my shift, uh, I had wrapped everything up, pounding water and all that, but I was not feeling so hot. So uh, I get sent home, and about five minutes into my drive, I completely black out and drive uh, about 60 miles from New Berlin to Kenosha. I know PC knows that, what that is, but uh, I mean Kenosha is where that '70s show was, right? It would it would take you where you what did you take '94 to? You were just on '94 the whole time making the right from Moreland Moreland Road. I got onto the freeway uh-huh. and drove all the way down to basically the Illinois border. Okay, close. so Pleasant Pleasant Prairie, wow. basically. Yeah. Okay, so and that's... I suppose that wasn't on your way back home, right? You probably overshot an exit somewhere. I that's a... probably about twice as far as I needed to go. It's oh, a... oh, okay. It's at least forty minutes, probably closer to fifty. Yeah, uh, yeah. And on my way, I apparently uh, hit a car on the highway, and then uh, <sighs> after I got off, I, I somehow pulled myself off the road and uh, bumped into a parked car. Nothing too serious on that. Wait, you you pulled off while blacked out still? Or were you coming out of the blackout and that's why you pulled off? No, no, completely blacked out. I uh, left work work at about 4 o'clock and woke up at about 6.15 in an ambulance uh, with paramedics checking me out. So there was that. Fucking wow. Jesus. So... you, what was and, wrong? Was it dehydration? Did they figure it out when you were kind of back to your full faculties? or Dehydration, which ran into a low blood sugar uh, oh. that mixed together and uh, was just bad news bears, apparently. I would say so, yeah. Is everything yeah, else... So what's uh, the status? Yeah, what's the, is the, what's the kosherness of what happened in the midst... Uh, like the worst of it all was my car uh so and all i had to do was replace the front uh fender which like i said the whole thing is quite miraculous when you consider that no one was severely hurt uh at all and i thank uh, every higher power known to man because of it because holy shit i i mean it could uh, could have ended so 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 badly, um, and you know, in my twenty years of being a the diabetic, uh, you know, because I am, I have been that way for quite some time. I have never experienced anything close to that, uh, never. So it's like, it was just completely caught me off guard. And then once I talked to some doctors about it, they're like, oh yeah, that's happened before. Usually it ends a lot worse though. So. 
Oh, well... How could they be so blasé about it? You're just like, yeah, I just drove 60 miles, clipped four things, and nearly died. And they're just like, but you said nearly. That's fine. Most people actually die. So, hey, fuck you. You're lucky, man. What? What kind of doctors do they have in, like, Milwaukee area? What the fuck is oh, it? They're well, doctors, what... man. That's what oh, doctors some, are. No, doctors some pretend like... to care, at least. Some pretend. Oh, no. That's not even the weird one. You want to know the weirdest part of it oh, all? Oh, keep going. Is that keep I going. talked. I talked to uh, not one but two different uh, sheriffs because one uh, when I finally stopped, I had officers there, and then the car that I had hit on the highway uh, mistakenly took me as a hit and run. Uh, so the sheriff's office were at my house once I finally got home. Uh, Neither one of them asked for my license or insurance. They're just like, oh, oh, yeah. And they just, like, let me go. They didn't so give me any... Oh, you had a coma, don't you know? What? They didn't give me any ticket. They didn't give me any incident reports. They didn't uh, ask for my uh, license. They didn't ask for my insurance. Granted, I had all that. But uh, they were just like, oh, okay. And then we're about to leave. So... Chris, so I'm gonna, you want me to no, see no, that no, it was no, in, no, was no, 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 no. I'm gonna allow Aesop to speak for all black people right now because oh, okay. a, you know, he's a decent dude, and b, you already know what it is, man. <laughs> Do I have to say anything? <laughs> look, look, I, I already know what it is, and obviously, yes. There was that, but you'd still think they would have asked for it at the time being. Again, two separate officers? Bruh, I did 30 days in jail for an expired registration. Okay, technically 27 days. I oh, got yeah. out and three days early for good behavior. I got out three days early for good behavior. <laughs> I just, like I said, the whole thing, the whole incident is... Like one of the most eye-opening situations I've ever had to experience, uh, and I felt like yeah, at the time, like when I came to, I was like, "Oh, I feel fine. I didn't even feel like anything had happened." Uh, but like next day, like I was really starting to feel it, and then like the subsequent days after that, I was like, "Ah, oh, shit!" So my back is still a uh, little janky at this point, but uh, I've been slowly trying to work myself. So- self back into it and I think if I uh, start taking some regular bumps it might just actually loosen up again well this is the thing man and you know people don't think about this during this whole COVID situation and not even just the COVID situation just in general you're a wrestler you know what I mean your, your shit is probably fucked up but no health insurance you know what I mean well I mean I have health insurance but not through wrestling uh, yeah, that that definitely sucks. And like I said, I'm a, I'm someone that has to take like consistent medications and shit like that. So it it sucks, <laughs> especially in this time where nothing is going on. I can't make money in any of my work. Uh, and thankfully, it's starting to roll back out. But um, yeah. So real quick, man, before we continue, because I'm going to ask you this again as well, but let the people know where they can support you, man, because this is a good dude. And real spit, man, 
we go back and forth. If you followed our history, we go back and forth, and you know we've got kayfabe beef and all of that, man. But I legitimately bought one of these man, one of this man's shirts, man, because I know he's a decent dude, man. So let the folks know, man, where they can support you, man, during your time of need. Go on, find ASOP Mitchell on Facebook at ASOP Mitchell A E S O P Mitchell. Uh, also on uh, Twitter at uh, Violent ASOP. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram at the Cream Silly Traveler, uh, and you could also go and look for those wonderful uh, wrestling designs on my Pro Wrestling Tea Store, uh, which is Pro Wrestling Tees backslash ASAP Mitchell. So you're going back into the ring this weekend. I have to imagine for the first time in a while. So in your head, how are you feeling? Are you excited? Are you nervous? Are you scared to take a bump? What 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 are your thoughts coming back into the wrestling ring after such a, a long layoff? Well, I, I've been keeping up. I, I still am getting in ring shape um, and uh, staying as fit as humanly possible. You know, unfortunately, you know, I don't have my my same sort of gym routine like I normally would, but. Uh, I feel fairly confident. My style of wrestling is not very uh, athletic, so uh, <laughs> you know, that works out well for me. But uh, I, I'm definitely happy because it means I'm that life is coming back to normal as as much as it can. Uh, you know, in these in this awful year that is 2020, uh, you know, just to get some. Uh, resemblance of you know normal life is definitely something that's pretty awesome especially the the amount of things that i i lost out on because of covid which is you know a whole nother story but uh you know just to kind of get back into wrestling get back my my comedy routine tomorrow i start back up with my my uh day service that i was working at uh so that'll be great and uh, I'm excited for that. Do you have like a, a boxing gym or like mats or anywhere to actually take a bump, or will this be your legit first bump in like three, four months? Oh no, no, no! I, I've been taking bumps. I, I there is a wrestling school right by my house, actually. Oh, that's awesome! So it, yeah, and I've been they've been kind of slowly acclimating everyone back in. Well, I'm slow, like slowly <laughs> acclimating. They just went full gung ho and those poor poor souls uh, but, <laughs> um you know so I, i've been getting it back out i like i said I, i've taken the past couple weeks kind of slow just after my accident because i wasn't sure where i was at um so there's that but uh i i think like i said I, once i get some adrenaline flowing in my body and i i think if i just start taking some bumps i'll be uh, knocking all that rust off. Two words. How do you feel tonight? Kind of stiff. That's what she said. Actually, that's what PC and I said because we're the uh, OGs on this podcast. We're kind of stiff, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but 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 okay. But all jokes aside, man. So, you know, you talk about it on this podcast you're you've been diabetic for the past 20 years which 
if anybody knows anything and has been reading up on anything in with this, you know, this uh, pandemic, it kind of puts you in that high risk category. So talk a little bit about some of the precautions that you're going to be taking when stepping back into it, not only just stepping back into a wrestling ring, which in itself, I mean, you're literally, you're going to be whispering sweet nothings in another man's ear, but even after that, even, or even before that, you know, with, in, in terms of the fans and interaction and stuff like that, what are the, some of the precautions that you anticipate that you're going to have to take? Uh, I mean, uh, handshakes are just pretty much done altogether. Uh, I, I'm not, going to do them I, I've, I've been pretty diligent on that I walk around with hand sanitizer and uh, wipes because you know who knows what people have touched are you and... working that into the gimmick <laughs> uh, I wish uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a baby face now so like <laughs> it's pretty hard to be a good guy while uh, uh you know, social distancing. Yeah, like, <laughs> holy shit. Um, but you know, I, I make do with what I got, I guess. Um, but, uh, you know what? The thing is, is that the fans are understanding, I think, especially, you know, once they are enlightened of my situation, uh, I, I think they, they know better, you know, the promoters know better because I've talked with uh, a lot of them. Like, look, here's my, my plan for wrestling uh, you have to understand where I'm coming from and no one has been uh, contentious about it at all they're like yes go right ahead feel free do not worry about it so I, I am happy to hear that uh, the people at least in this area are taking everything as seriously as they can so before we get out of here, unless you know one of you other gentlemen have another question, but this is something that I like to ask anytime that we have a, a actual wrestler and somebody in the business on the podcast. And you so know, what, brother, me? I, who else have you brought on? We've had Max. Well, we've uh, had your mom on here. We've had. Yes. <laughs> All right, let's go. Come on. They've been the no, people no, have no, been no, patiently no, waiting no. for an hour and a half to hear you two beef it out here. Let's go. <laughs> no, I'm legitimately happy to see Aesop, man. I'm just talking shit, oh, man. This is the worst. This but, is like it's comparing the old NBA, the old Aesop and Platt, and now the new NBA where everybody's buddies is boring. Oh, or back in my day. Shut up, Tony. Getting sad like over, I said, uh, this is my dream. All three of these guys teaming up against here. me. Hey, hey, I'm relatively quiet in this one right now. You started talking about basketball, so I bowed with out. High, yeah, with your highlighter-ass shirt on, man. You look like a goddamn firefly. <laughs> with You're your welcome. shirt on, bright-ass shirt. What's wrong with you? You're welcome. You sit in a dark-ass room, and your shirt is illuminating the entire room, sir. But anywho, as I was trying to say before I was so rudely interrupted, again, man, so obviously wrestling is going to come out on the other side of this pandemic in a totally different space than it was in prior to pandemic or pre-pandemic. And we've seen a lot of these cinematic type matches and things of that nature. So as a wrestler, as somebody in the industry, what do you think is the future for wrestling coming out on the other side of all of this? Uh, it's got to be those cinematic matches. I mean, that's really 
all that's going to change. Um, I, I, I really coming back now. I I've seen shows that have uh, come back indie wise that like nothing has happened. They don't space out any any of their chairs. Uh, they you know are socializing like like it was you know what the the 2019 uh so as far as the um now the main companies go look wwe has has pretty much been trying to do their cinematic matches as frequently as possible both good and bad because uh i mean you guys the graveyard match sure good uh but then you have uh, I, I, it wasn't so bad, but that Velveteen Cole match was just yeah, that meh. wasn't very good. It was it was meh. It was, it was meh. meh. It was okay. Meh. How did you feel about the Firefly Funhouse ASAP? I... What? He's you you're creative. Like you didn't like that. You're, I, you're creative. I, How did you not I like am, that? But it, it wasn't a match. It that hit, was not a match. That hit that home with insane. an older audience, I think. What are you talking I, about old audience? Aesop's like 13 years old, sir. Yeah, I'm no, sorry. No, I think it's I, a fine line like Seinfeld. Get that. I'm sorry. The older audience, audience did not get that. That was more Frank of a loved that. Match. Frank loved that match. I think that, that was Frank more of a... Frank wants to be young. He tries. <laughs> oh, jeez. I crazy. think that was more of a smart nod. I wish you were still a heel. You would have buried him there. Because there was a lot of throwback. There was a lot of acknowledgement. Cena acknowledged everything that Smarks had been saying, that he yeah. just buried people and he was a cunt, essentially. So, like, I think that's what that was. That it was that more was just... That was Cena's send-off, dude. I mean, like, you can't tell me but otherwise. But was, it was still clever, oh, was no, it not? Even if it wasn't a match, as a cinematic piece of entertainment, were you entertained at all, or were you just irritated that it wasn't a wrestling match on a wrestling show? Meh. I, I just think it was meh. I, I, I don't know. Especially when you had uh, the great match between Taker and Styles, you know, the, the night before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, to follow it up with that? Oh. I like the well, comp- how did you feel about Lucha Underground then? Because they kind of did a little wait, bit of all of that. Wait, wait a second, man. Before you answer that, Sob, I just want to throw this out here, and then I'm going to go take a piss. You can say all the words you want to say. But I feel as if the Firefly Funhouse, I put that in the same vein. Great Shut segue. up, Tony. I put that in the same se- I put that in the same uh, moniker, or not moniker, but I put that in the same vein when I talk about the Randy Orton and Edge match. I feel like both of those... The Firefly Funhouse wasn't a match. But both of those, whatever they were, both of those entities, they rewarded your fandom because there were so many callbacks and they rewarded all the years and the time that you put in being a fan. The Firefly Funhouse was closer to the Viking Prophets uh, hot garbage. That is where they were closer. It was not a match. It was a segment. Uh, and I'm not saying it was a bad segment like like the Viking Prophets. Because personally, that did nothing for me. But uh, it was closer to that than it was an actual match. Well, that's why it was, I brought up the Lucha Underground thing. Because you got everything from Vampiro embodying the, 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 you know, like the dark gothic priest you know, to bring out the darkness and 
Pentagon during a hardcore match, and then you had other scenes of like Joey Ryan being a detective or Brian Cage putting on a gauntlet and murdering somebody because he crushed his head. So where where does Lucha Underground sit with you? Is it the stuff that's actually wrestling you found more tolerable than the entertainment, or did you really just see that more of a Spanish telenovela, so you accepted it a little better? Yeah, I, I, that's how I feel. It, it's because Lucha Underground did not take itself uh, that seriously. They played up the level of fun and playfulness uh, and never wanted to be never wanted it to be taken as a serious sport. You know, sports entertainment like WWE does. Mm-hmm. WWE, you know, will have these instances where they want to be as realistic as possible, and then they go and do the Firefly Funhouse match, which, don't get me wrong, it's a breath of fresh air, but it definitely takes you away from the mindset that you have created for watching WWE, Raw, SmackDown, uh, NXT. But doesn't that play into the persona of the character more? Because Bray Wyatt's whole Firefly Funhouse was weird. It was corny. It was hokey. It was like a children's television show turned into a nightmare on crack. And that was exactly what that match was. So it played into the persona to expect something kind of out of left field. Do you? Is it? Is it just that because it's WWE, you have like a mindset towards it and you don't kind of segregate if it's Bray Wyatt or if it's Randy Orton or whatever, if it plays like, you know, Undertaker's been an an undead guy that we've been supposed to believe that he wrestles for 30 years. So there there has to be a suspension of disbelief with each character individually aside from the company. Or are you really just that like kind of sick of the WWE machine that it's kind of one way or the other? So you hit, you hit, uh, you hit Ninja and Segregate on the same show, balls. You batting a thousand right now, brother. But I go tried. Ahead, I didn't say Big Ninja though, so I could have been talking about all all Ninja lives matter. <laughs> uh, the problem with WWE is that they don't build characters well. Don't get me wrong; they have uh, some great ones out there. Uh, Bray Wyatt's Fiend was great. Uh, Velveteen Dream has been great, uh, but I mean, for the most part, they are very create a wrestler out uh, and haven't been anything uh, anything phenomenal for quite some time. Uh, Lucha Underground has been uh, very comic book cartoony uh, from the start and they never wavered on that. Uh, so they're, they have a different type of style that Personally, I like I loved Lucha Underground. It's it's a shame to you know basically think that they're never going to run again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, R.I.P. Lucha Underground. But you know, you do have uh, AEW, which is kind of picking up that slack uh, as far as characters are concerned. Uh, even Impact has kind of done that well too. N.W.A. Power is also fantastic with their character work. Yes. Um, you know, and that's where you get the the joke characters like Question Mark that have now become a full blown, uh, you know, threat. Karate. It's just what? it's so bad that it's good. That's what sucks though about this whole COVID pandemic because I don't even think it's arguable 
the two best wrestling shows on the planet, with all due respects to, you know, Andrew's Asian fetish, were NXT and NWA Power. And I feel as if those are the two shows that have suffered most under this pandemic. I think AEW has been the best, uh, considering their use of their talent in the crowd. It's felt the best to me. Well, we're talking about post-pandemic. I was talking about pre-pandemic. And pre-pandemic, AEW, or excuse me, uh, NWA and NXT, they were, yeah, they were hitting on all cylinders. They, I thought those were the best wrestling shows consistently week in and no, week out. No, no. It's still SmackDown and Raw. Really? No. 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 Not, not a no. chance. That's fine. I've, I've been. I've, that's fine. I've been observing the arc longer. No, no worries. What You're arc? a fan of pro wrestling, Noah? Now I didn't know that. You a big Misawa fan? I think tomorrow no, morning I'll get up. I'll get up real early and collect some gopher wood. No, he, he's a, a Tokyo 3K fan, and I don't even know what the hell he just said. It just sounded sexual. Well, he's talking about an arc. I said it when I collect some gopher wood. What the fuck? Between wow. DNA and your mom jokes and, you know, going to bed for your mom for get her some play on the Ladies side. Ladies and gentlemen, like, it's sexual geez. PC, Tony. Hey! You got to sound a little sexy there, which isn't helping nice. my cause. Yeah, no, that, that was well played. That was like post-midnight yeah. kind of disc jockey kind of thing. Good job. Yeah, that's man. like, if, uh, if Platt is Velvet Pipes... That's like corduroy pipes for you, baby. <laughs> I actually have a pair of corduroy pants I'll wear to golf once in a while. They are light brown. Speaking of corduroys, any uh, any comments on that 70s show? We probably should. Let's uh, just hold uh, justice to Let's say that. Kenosha, Wisconsin, so that, that's good for you guys. That's close. Come on. No, it's a it's fiction. It has nothing to do with us. Why? Why do you do that? Because that's where it took place. Because and plus, you know. Yes, the show fictionally. The show fictionally. They didn't record it here, asshole. But it took place. Fictionally. Fictionally. Balls. So K, so K Fabe, you're pissed at Kenosha, then, huh? Okay, K Fabe pissed at Kenosha. <laughs> There's a podcast episode. <laughs> I, I'm not even going to try to say what I'm going to say. Uh, does anybody else have anything they want to get off their chest before we wrap this up? Hopefully, it's Aesop. He's he's drank the least. Randy Orton still sucks. Wow, man. Oh, blasphemy. Hey, man, they're setting up this Undertaker doc, man, for his uh, farewell to be at Survivor Series in November because that's going to mark the 30-year mark that he's been with WWE. So they're going to do something, and that's going to be oh, his swan song. Oh, that's going to be his swan song. for him to go away forever. Yeah, I don't like the Blue Lives Matter shirts either, Sop, but, I mean, it's Taker. Oh, I, look, I'm just saying you don't need to see Taker in the ring Ever, he should have stopped with that uh, eight years ago, and we've been we've have succumbed to a a litany of taker matches where uh, for some reason it always gets blamed on the other person and mm. not him. 
Well, I mean, Goldberg, you can't That's really blame on anybody else. The rest of them, maybe, okay. I, can feel, I mean, they look, both I fucked Goldberg. up in the Goldberg match. Yeah, I can blame yeah. Goldberg and yeah. uh, Taker just as much as Goldberg was. There is yeah. no reason why those two should have been wrestling. Especially in, like, 98-degree weather, whatever fuck it was, when they're both 50. Come on, stop it. And then everybody blamed Roman for that match, too, when even Taker, I think, said on the dock that it was his fault and he felt bad about doing Roman like that but that's uh, not what he, the Twitterverse said although that would have been a good send off for him you know what I mean I mean he's I mean he's it legitimately had he's legitimately had three good send offs and he just keeps coming back you know the end of the era match was a good send off the Brock 31 match was a good send off even the Roman match was a good send off and he just keeps coming back it's it's a cycle I think they kind of alluded to that okay well I can't go out like that then he has a good match well maybe I got two or three more in me brother and you know it, it's a cycle they just keep offering him so much goddamn money how do you say no that's another thing yeah how can you say no can't argue with that but, uh, let's wrap it yeah. up hey? alright yeah. Gordon sucks Wow. Okay. Son there you go. All right. CP. You still have to plug your your Twitter and shit too. So it's not like that's the point we go out on. Stop. Come on. Oh, I already did that. No, you got to do, no, do it again. You can do it again. You do it at the end. Yeah. See, and that, that's how this works. Yeah, and, and then we're we're just gonna throw it at you like that. So go ahead. Once a heel, always a heel, baby. Come check out Aesop Mitchell Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pro Wrestling Tees. Just look for my name. Everywhere but supercuts. Wow. Yeah. No, no, I I pay for that primo haircut, baby. Let me let me chime let me chime in here before you guys finish it off here. Uh go to Bruce City Wrestling One. That's Bruce City Wrestling the number one, Bruce City Wrestling One dot com. If you're in the Milwaukee area for ticks this Saturday, you you get them ahead of time, you're gonna save a couple bucks. Uh, there's going to be limited seating. I'm not saying if you show up at the door, you won't get in, but you know, show up I early. Do it. Show up early if you don't have tickets and your name's not PC Tunny. So, I just, I just want people to know that this is coming back. There's going to be cold beer, cold soda. There's going to be hot food. There's going to be great wrestling. It's all happening. Waukesha Elks, 2301 Springdale Road, BruceCityWrestling1.com for ticks. Follow me at PC Tunny. Uh, and make sure you go ahead and check all that out if you're in the vicinity. Fair enough. So, so I'm going to get my plugs out the way, and then I'm going to throw it to Andrew, and then I'm going to throw it back to everybody else. So just real quick, man, you guys can find me on Twitter at the Real C Plaid. Uh, you can find me all over the chair shot. This shit is like plat week right now, man. Like shark oh, week, but it's plat. You know what I mean? I was on last week, and now I'm going to be back on this week on Bandwagon Nerds. Uh, we obviously have the three-man weave, myself, PC Tunney, and Ray Cash. We've got Around the Blocks with Mike Knox featuring Christopher Platt. All of these shows you can find on thechairshot.com. But more importantly than all of that, go ahead, Tony. Apparently, we're both going to be on Bandwagon Nerds because Dave and DP, with Patrick's absence, want me to make sure I rein in the terror of me, you, those two, and Rick. 
Mostly me, because they know the only person on the chair shot that I will actually listen to and adhere to is PC Tutty. So I get it. He's the plat whisperer, ladies and gentlemen. But that same (laughs) thing. That's my new thing. I'm no longer the commissioner. (laughs) But most importantly, man, make sure you guys go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Again, if you enjoy the content that we provide here at the chair shot day in and day out. Make sure we keep providing that content by showing us some love by going to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and picking up a little bit of a t-shirt. Please and thank you, thank you, and please. You're doing a bunch of online shopping. You're doing a bunch of retail therapy right now. Spend 20 bucks by going to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and picking up a shirt for your favorite wrestling-related website. Please and thank you, thank you, and please. PC, when you get done, please throw it to Andrew. While you're there, ASOP Pro Wrestling Tees forward slash ASOP, right? ASOP Mitchell. There we go. Balls. He did say it earlier. No, I, I want to do it again. Remember fucking it was all 20 together. minutes ago? It was all together. But you couldn't remember 20 minutes ago? It was like, ago? I don't know. Slash ASOP. I have it. I'm bringing it Saturday. Fuck off. Oh, that's why you can't just bounce. There we go. I know what I'm doing, fellas. Just throw it to Andrew and let him talk. And then I know what I'm doing. Please trust me. All right, fine. Cut. Twitter, it's IWC Warchief. We're good there. Chairshot.com. You can see me covering New Japan, a whole bunch of other Japanese sites, most likely, Japanese promotions, most likely. And, you know, top five, all that other fun stuff. So now, Chris, Chris, do you, do you want to do you want to send us home? Do you want to get something else off your chest? What's no, this well, this is what I'm doing, man. We, we're going to let the fabled one send us home, man. But before oh. we get to him, oh. I'm throwing it right back to PC Tunney because he needs to let everybody know what's happening this weekend and let them know if you're in the Wisconsin area where exactly we need to see your face in the place. And then when Tunney's done with that, Mr. Sop, I want you to take us home by letting us know why your opponent this weekend is finna get his ass whooped. Please and thank you, thank you, and please. So, Mr. Tunney, let everybody know if they're in the vicinity of Wisconsin where they need to have their face in the place. First of all, uh, like I said, we'll, we'll reiterate this. You're already on the chairshot.com. Check out the uh, preview for VCW Reload this weekend. Bruce City Wrestling 1, that's Bruce City Wrestling the number one, BruceCityWrestling1.com. You know, you just keep pointing, and I don't—I don't know. Is that for me? Oh, yes, yes. Well, we can all agree that 2020 has been a terrible, awful year. So why not cheer things up a bit and take a look at your favorite gentleman, baby? It's Aesop Mitchell, the one, the only. And I promise you that you are going to be see, seeing quite a spectacle from the violent gentleman, the white whale of wrestling, baby. So come on out and support your local indie fed while still staying six feet apart and social distance, baby. Someone say shalom. You heard the man. Until next time.
Shalom and Sahib. And Mazatov. Hit it, Carly. You should come out to this Azob. With an with an apricot scarf. So you traded in the stinga for a mallet, eh? Whoa, 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 whoa. Is that a croquet mallet, sir? What, what's up, Johnny oh, Polo? Definitely is. Pip, pip. Pip, pip. So see, now... We're going to see that, that this weekend? That... Oh, no, no. It just... it just. Well, maybe. I don't know. 